Welcome to the Perfume Room. Today's episode is so good. I say that every episode, but like genuinely, this one is a gem. My scent of the day today is Flaming Creature by Marissa Zappas. You guys will hear this person come up numerous times in the episode today, and that is because both today's guest Lauren and past guest Liz Renstrom, you know her, you love her as a bass note bitch, have been singing her praises, and I was like, I need to meet her. So I reached out to Marissa, and she graciously had me over to her perfume studio last week and let me sample so many of her fragrances. She will be a future episode, so I'm not going to spend too much time there. But when I tell you that Flaming Creature did something to me, changed who I am through what I knew. Before I explain what it actually smells like, let me tell you why I think it's so special. It is somehow universally appealing, yet not mass appealing. So the way that I would differentiate the two is like universally appealing in that it is a good scent. It smells good. If you smelled it on yourself or another person in the subway, it's intriguing. It's interesting. Your nose will be like, yes, I like this, but it's not mass appealing in that it's like complicated. And I don't think everybody can pull it off. And I don't think Marissa intends for it to be the type of scent that everybody can pull off. So if you think of a scent, I don't know, like if you take like scents that are sold at mass, right? Like go, if you walk into Sephora and you smell YSL Libre or uh, La Vie Belle, or even something like Angel Share by Killian. Those are fragrances that are made to be easy to love. There are no complicated notes or hurdles that you kind of have to jump past to get there. And I think that Marissa has a really amazing way of throwing in complexities into fragrances and still having an outcome that just smells fucking good. The two smell nothing alike, but for the sake of the analogy, let's compare it to Narciso for her. That is a fragrance that has become a universal bestseller. It's sold in Sephora. It has mass distribution. It's been around forever. But there is something challenging about that fragrance. And I think that it's like the musky note. Like there's something a little bit feral. There's something a little bit animalic. And if you're smelling it next to Burberry Her, which is just like a fruity, sweet fragrance, Narciso is going to feel like a challenge to your nose. But then you put it on and you're just like, wait, I love this and it is so addicting. Flaming Creature is a moody, mysterious jasmine. You really get notes of patchouli. You can smell something woody, a little bit leathery, almost incensey. It's like deep and woody, but grounded in something floral. It makes me think of like art deco, emerald rings and brooches. Like that is the vibe that this evokes for me. The closest thing I can compare it to that you guys might know would be Atelier Jasmine Angelique, which you guys know I absolutely adore. And I think that's a similar genre of like, it's complex. It's it's really a great fragrance, but it doesn't have necessarily mass appeal. And that one is like a green, moody jasmine as well. And whereas that one goes a little bit more green and leathery to my nose, this one goes a little bit more incensey, patchouli, and floral. I definitely recommend checking it out. Let's move on to our perfume juice. Today's perfume juice is about a brand new product, one that is seven milliliters, which for a little perspective, the average perfume bottle is usually around 3.4 fluid ounces, which is 100 milliliters. And this one costs about $500. Can you guess what it is? 
No, it is not cocaine or Botox, but good guesses. I think those are cheaper. It is the new Mary Kate and Ashley fragrance. Literally, what? Why? How? Let me tell you what your $500 will get you. The Row is launching small batch fragrance oils. They will only be sold in store. Yep, brick and mortar. Also, yes, I want to validate what you heard. Brick and mortar does, in fact, sound exactly like Rick and Morty. Anyway, as I was saying, they are launching three fragrance oils in collaboration with Haley Alexander Van Oosten, who is the perfumer of Loy Duver fragrance line, and she is known for creating one-off fragrance oils from rare botanicals. I am actually personally not familiar with her work, but if she's good enough for MKNA, she's good enough for me. So the line consists of three different oils, R, O, and W. The R stands for are you okay? The O stands for, oh, no, actually, I'm not. And the W stands for double, you, you doubled the price. Oh, no, you quadrupled the price. Okay, no, but actually, all three of the fragrances are rooted in the most undersaturated note on the market, sandalwood, each with different takes on that note. Allegedly, the R is like a warm take on sandalwood with notes of rose and tobacco. The O is one with notes of orris root and olibanum, which is just another way of saying frankincense. There's also blue water lily. And then the W is the more nature-focused one of the three with notes of amber, floral champa, and incense woods. And like, obviously, I have not tried it. These might be amazing. It's just like the audacity to charge $500 for a seven milliliter vial of oil. If I do go into the road to try these, I fully intend to make it feel as authentic as possible. And thus I will say something along the lines of, I need seven mLs of R and I got five Benjamins burning in my pocket. What can you do for me? Okay, okay, I'm really done. Let's move on to our guest. She is amazing. We are so freaking lucky to be graced by the presence today of Lauren Servideo. She is a comedian. She is a content creator. Perhaps you know Anubis, who actually joins us on the pod briefly today, who is a vapid LA transplant 400-year-old vampire. Maybe you know either of her store manager characters. One works at Brandy Melville, the other at Dolls Kill. Perhaps you know Victoria, Ethan's mom, Dolores, The characters go on and on, but what you don't know is that Lauren is also a fellow fragrance lover, and Lauren is coming out with merch that is, you guessed it, fragrance. This holiday season, give the gift of smelling like Anubis. Lauren takes us through her personal fragrance collection. We talk about the scents that each of her characters would wear. We hear some of Lauren's funnest scent stories. There's truly so much we covered in this episode. This little recap is not doing it justice. So let's just get straight to Lauren. Lauren, welcome to the Perfume Room. What a joy, a pleasure, an honor to have you on the podcast. It is a privilege to be here. It really is. Thank you for having me, for thinking of me for this. So everyone just understands what we are dealing with right now. Lauren has a literal headset on. Um, (laughs) We were talking before this. Looks like she's about to be in the Britney Spears video or like cue someone from backstage, but I feel underprepared. I really do feel like my own little call center over here. Yeah, you totally have that energy. Aside from the the headset, are you currently wearing any fragrances? Today? No. I am very, I was, you 
listener, you can't see me. I'm dressed like total shit right now. But I was like cleaning the house or having guests later this week. And just like as a matter of practice, because I have totally wasted bottles of perfume before on nothing. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. today it was like I a did. nothing burger day, like an errant day. So I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm. So I don't have anything on, which is rare, honestly, which is rare. What's in the rotation? What Do you have a signature scent? Do I have a signature scent? No, I don't. Um, I, it's, oh, I just love all of them so much. And I think, I think if I had a signature thing, it would be more the practice of how I use perfume, which is like, I try to have some for seasons of my life. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, not every season is like direct, like it's fully winter. It's fully spring. Sometimes it starts midwinter and then goes to midsummer. Do you know what I mean? But like these Mm -hmm. periods of time where I'm like, I don't know, in a certain kind of mood or things are going on. And just because scent is obviously so tied to memory, I have a terrible memory that I think that's why I love perfume so much is that it like Mm -hmm. allows me to remember. And so like, that's more my signature It's like, I'm switching, I'm cycling through, but you never know when it'll change. Right. Right. The signature is that you're unpredictable and that what we can predict is that we, we cannot predict beautiful beautifully said thank you yeah I feel like I've said this a million and a half times in the last like two weeks but I have to get my money's worth because my boyfriend and I went to Paris anyone that like listens to me because I've done a few like podcasts none Mm -hmm. on perfume though which is like very 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 exciting to me because I mostly like talk to former fellow guest Liz Renstrom Mm -hmm. about this she's like my only sounding board went to Paris and I really wanted to get a fragrance when I was there that was going to remind me of Paris every time I sprayed it. And did you find a, a fragrance? Actually, it was really funny. I mean, they're like the, they're to me, I mean, there, I wouldn't say there's one fragrance destination or like one fragrance capital of the world in the way that, right. they, you know, they say it's like the city of fashion and lights, blah, blah, blah. But I'm a fan of the nukes. Ooh, and I'm really going to butcher this. The, it's like Project de Nue. Hmm. That's like the perfume version of their classic oil. And okay. it just smells, for what is ultimately just like a lotion-y kind of smell, it is just okay. so spicy and crisp for like a truly Ooh. like a drugstore perfume. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's, it's a drugstore fragrance? Yeah, because Nukes, I guess, I mean, over here, it's like you'll see it in the more upscale pharmacies and whatnot, and they charge yeah. a million and a half dollars for it because it's being imported. But over there, I mean, you go get that at like, the equivalent of a CVS. Wait, do you have a bottle? I like don't have a, a visual of it's NU. Yes, I do. NUXE. Yeah, all my bottles are like mostly within arms what reach. What is so this gadget? <laughs> this headset, you guys. I wish you could see. This it. headset is just it's just too crazy. This is what it looks like. I don't know that you oh, ever. Oh, oh my god! I've totally ever... seen that brand. Yeah, okay. and I know I'm like doing the ASMR and the tappy tap microphone. Yes, yeah. yeah, so you can like. Oh my god. I just can't put, this is one I can't quite put my finger on. It's almost like, it's like a spicy bubble bath, I guess is my best. That sounds amazing. Obviously, it's like meant to be clean. It's like a post-shower, the ideal post-shower perfume. Right. Are there like aldehydes in it? Like, do you know what the notes are? I wish I did know. A friend of mine, her mom lives in Belgium and... Years and years ago, when she got back, she had brought this back with her. And every time I'd go to her house, I'd spray a little bit more on myself. Mm. And I was like, <laughs> one day when I get overseas, I'm going to get this thing. Because I pretty much used all of hers. I actually should have gotten right. two bottles because I definitely owe her some. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, no, I can look it up, though. Project, 
prodigy you. That's terrible. I took French for eight years. I mean, I took French for eight years and I also don't even know what the word potentially is. So. I wonder if that like kickstarted our love for fragrance. Because maybe fr- like the French, I don't know. C'est possible. Un peu. Like a little mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. That like it. All right. Oh my God. Now I'm like, oh, I want to get to the bottom of it. White flowers and vanilla. White oh. flowers and vanilla. So it's almost like sunscreen, which I know you and I have talked about. Yes. So this is, you know, we're just going train of thought here, but you love the Vacation Ink by Arquise oh, fragrance, right? Freaking do I. Yes. Do I. That one's fun for me because there are a lot of different types of sunscreen perfumes. Like some right. of them are more, they're going to smell more like the beach. Think mm-hmm. like... Bobby, this is more Bobby like Brown a, Beach. Bobby Brown Beach, which I used to work at Clinique. Okay. Which I have other things to say about the Clinique fragrances. Um, we'll get to later. Let's get but to it. Was, it. Noted. The, the counter, the yeah, noted. The counter was next to a Bobby Brown, um, counter, and I used to spray at the end of my shift. I would just spray the beach all over my jacket. Yeah, I mean that's a real beach. Like that is like sand, sunscreen. Sand. Like yeah. you are under the sun. And it is summertime. It's like ocean air, I guess. It's like when yes. I think of there's there's those kinds, which I've compared to like a Nora Ephron kind of beach, like a very sophisticated mm. Hamptons beach. And right. then there's the ones like the vacations. Um, my friend Alex, who runs Burnin' For You, does one. She does Mojave Daydream. Mm-hmm. And then she has another one. Just go to burninforyouco.com or whatever. Um, that's more like Miami Beach. It's okay. like Pina Colada, coconut fun in the sun right that like i like those too it just depends obviously on my mood i like wearing those for winter because they remind me of summer instead of mm. wearing like a dark winter scent it's like i already know winter's here babe like i already right. know it's winter right. like let's try and get back to warmer times that's interesting because i was gonna ask you like you were talking about you wear different scents per season are they ones that like complement the season or remind you of a different season when you're in that season. I think it's the latter where it's like, it reminds me of a different season when I'm in that season though. Mm -hmm. I guess that's mostly just for winter because then in the summer I am wearing real sunscreen and I do want that smell to be enhanced. Like I really want it to be like, Whoa, she smells like a freaking Chiquita banana. You know what I mean? Okay. So where would you say vacation by Arquiste is? I have thoughts in my mind, but like what's your beach destination for it? Oh my God. For the, for the vacations one? Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, they are, I think their HQ, their whole th- MO is Miami. Yeah. So it's like, I have to say, but then I, oh, I'm so not beach first. It's like, I really do. I think of like specifically like South Beach. Right. I'm thinking like, you know, like little tiny bikinis. I guess maybe that would extend to Brazil, but I guess on, when I imagine like a Brazilian scent, I'm envisioning a little more... A little more fruit. Yeah, like, like more coconutty, like almost more like because there's a lot of coconut and banana in this, but more like like grapes and like, or like mm-hmm. like papaya or something. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? That yeah. kind of like tropical mm-hmm. fruit. I'm imagining something like that. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, I think it is. I think it is Miami Beach. In my pursuit for finding like the ideal banana perfume, mm-hmm. I oh is that you're you're on a hunt for banana. Yeah, and I okay. think I've nailed it. This one kind of like put the whole thing to rest. <laughs> Le Artisan Parfumer. Mm-hmm. They, wow, I really got to <laughs> practice that accent. They make a banana scent that actually Liz had sent to me in like a little sample. 
I love her samples. Oh, her samples. God, what a, oh, such a nice gift. That one's cool because it's almost like banana leaf, I guess. It's like banana. It's like almost like a musky banana. I need to try it. I'm not doing it justice. It's phenomenal. Uh, Maybe like a more like vanilla banana, but you still get the banana. But I was on the hunt for that for a while, but like now I'm done. I like found the one. That's vacation. Yeah. And now I've just like, I've changed directions in terms of like what I'm looking for. What are you looking for right now? (sighs) Well, I got introduced to Halston perfume, like the little tiny, very sophisticated little bottle last year. And it made me realize that I love, oh God, I'm going to butcher it again. Is it pronounced chip? Not chipper. Cypher? Cypher. Yeah. This is, I used to say cypher, like a rap cypher. I was, was going to say, yeah, I was like, like oh rap. yeah, like a cypher. And then I remember I heard someone be like, sheep. And I was like, okay, whoa, that really was a curveball. That's a huge curveball. I'm yeah. going to have you like step in when I need to say next. I'm like, sheep, sheep. Sheep. Or, it's sheep. literally think like, bah, sheep. But sheep. Sheep. That's how like people say it, which yeah, curveball, real curveball. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm so online that like the really, there are so many words that I've never had to say out loud until all of a sudden I'm like, <laughs> if you've ever wanted to practice, like I, I've been looking up pronunciations cause I feel like I say them so much. So if there's anything you're like, how the F do you say that? I've probably had to look it up before. So I'm happy to um, yes. walk you through it if I know it. Step in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Thank you for that one. You're so But welcome. that's like a classic, <laughs> that's like the classic seventies studio 54. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess according to the show, Halston, mm-hmm. It was like he brought a jock strap to the, and I forget which famous perfumer at the time he was working with, like brought a jock strap and he's like, I want this as a perfume because it is, it's like very bodily, Mm -hmm. but it's so sexy. And I just, I'm trying to think of if there are any good, I'm trying to find if there are any good modern day versions of that for like the updated, sophisticated working woman. There, so I need to smell the Halston so fragrance. Sexy. Yeah, I need to smell those. There are some great like modern day sheep perfumes. I mean, like, have you smelled Frederick Mall's Portrait of a Lady, for example? Hell yeah, I have. That's, yep. that's like. <laughs> yeah. I think that might be it. That's like red carpet. Like, I feel like you're like walking like the Kennedy Center, or like you're on a red carpet, and you might look like Cruella Deville. And there's just <laughs> something about you, you know. Right, like if you got to go and just get like a whiff of Angelina Jolie's hair, I feel like it would be right. something like that. Very right. femme fatale. Right. It's like, it's not bodily enough that it's like B.O. Right. But the cool thing I think is that these mix, like I almost would put a dab right here and just like let it ride. And then yeah. it, it really does just seem like you've been clubbing right. all night and like a gold sequin gown. Do you know what I mean? Right. That I think you're right that Portrait of a Lady is probably the most salient modern day example yeah. of like what we're talking about yeah. like updated version but i could see where like they were so popular i mean i i feel like every 70s fragrance yes was that sheep every single one did women or men in your family like wear any like significant fragrances like thinking of like 70s and 80s fragrances i feel like so many people associate their grandmothers with sheeps that's with sheeps yeah <laughs> with ciphers <With> <laughs> which i know it's I'm, I'm having a hard time it's like the gif versus gif thing i know I'm like, it's i know it's cypher. It's freaking cypher. I know. Yeah, like Rob Cypher. My one grandmother wore Donna Karen Cashmere Mist. That's like a lovely classic. Yeah. Lovely classic. Really, I could see like the, the pipeline from that to Glossier's yes, scent. 100%. That just right. Like when we think of like the, the cont- more contemporary examples, it's that one. Mm-hmm. 
I found out that she wore Lancome's Trezor. Okay. If you're familiar with that mm-hmm. one. But, like, apparently that one's been around for years because I'd asked... I was figuring out what to get my mom for her birthday. And I was like, well, that would be really nice if somehow I could get my hands on the fragrance my grandma wore when my mom was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what a sweet thing. Right. Um, I'm like, no, it's not me being like, oh, what a great idea, Lauren. Like, pat on the back. But just like, <laughs> it would be really nice for my mom. And like, even yeah. so rife with like every sample of everything. Right. And I got the original formulation of it. Which wow. And it had stayed? It's Yeah. And it smelled fine. I mean, to me, I'm not a big fan of like the over-the-counter kind of like Macy's to me they generally all smell the same like Bobby Mm -hmm. Brown Beach is maybe the one exception obviously Chanel number five but like the rest of those like celebrity fragrances I can't really get behind I mean I know some people say that the Ariana Grande Cloud perfume is like a perfect dupe for the um, for Baccarat Rouge right yes for Baccarat Rouge do you agree have you smelled them what do you think I was (laughs) I was gonna ask you I did I end up going to smell it? I don't think I did. I ended up just getting a dupe, which sorry, I just like that. It's a pretty hefty price tag. Mm-hmm. And like even the samples on eBay, it was like, oh, I don't know if I yeah. can justify the cost of this one because right. the, the fragrance house is so big. I'd rather spend that money on like a smaller house who's like trying to get their their feet off right. the ground. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, this one this one company Alt. Yeah, that's legit. But they make they make the dupes, and I got it, and mm, it's like candy. I love that. It's like crystal number twenty three. That's the the all yes. dupe for yes. it. Yes, yeah. I'm I'm too in the weeds with all this. So inevitably, <laughs> like Baccarat Rouge comes up in like every episode. I just yep. feel like it's just like the the zeitgeist. Like Wyatt, who's the editor, is like Baccarat Rouge. Like it's just like it's uh, you just know even if you don't at this point. Um, it's having its freaking moment. It's having it its is. moment, and it's also crazy because. As you were saying, it's like a fragrance that like retails minimum like three hundred dollars, depending on like whether you get like the extra or like the whatever, like the different concentrations. And it's so big right now that there's just like sixteen year old girls like wearing it around the city. And I think about like I think I've always had like an elevated fragrance taste, but with that said, like what was elevated was like me splurging or like asking for my birthday for like a fragrance that costs like. Seventy-five dollars because I was like, I'm bougie. Like, I'm not gonna wear Bath and Body Works. I'm gonna wear Escada Rock and Rio or whatever the hell it was that I was wearing. Oh yes, yes, yes. To finish the thought on Baccarat Rouge versus the Cloud scandal, I guess I could understand the comparison, but I do think Cloud is a very different fragrance. Like, I think it's got more fruity notes. It's got lavender notes. There's another. There's yeah. that same like burnt sugar element to it, but. There's, I don't know, I think also, too, I've been so conscious of smelling Baccarat Rouge everywhere I go to the point that, like, Uh, I walk around with my boyfriend and he knows it now because I've started pointing it out to him. I'm like, do you smell that smell? (laughs) And he's like, yeah. And I make him listen to the podcast. I'm like, that's Baccarat Rouge. That's Baccarat Rouge. And now we'll, like, walk somewhere and he's like, someone in this elevator is wearing Baccarat Rouge. And I'm like... You, you are did so it, sweetie. Lucky. I have <laughs> you did it. You bought it. I have never really smelled it out in the wild. Mm. The one that I smell the most around the city, of course, is the Labo Santal 33. Right, right. And that's the other I feel like Santal 33 was like the predecessor of just like everybody freaking wore it. Do you have a prediction of what you think would be the next um fragrance that would like trend like that? I was going to ask you the same question. I mean, based on, uh, it's like the one place, I don't know how people forecast 
these things mm-hmm. if people knew that it was coming down the pipeline if it's a pr right. thing because i think like if a fragrance smells bad there's no amount of like promoting it that's going to change right. that i don't know and i kind of want to know if you have any idea of well this. so okay here's the thing that i think is important to note is like when baccarat rouge first came out when santal three first came out before it became so big Somebody discovered it. I mean, obviously, these are big brands. These aren't, like, little niche houses. But, like, somebody discovered it and was, like, this smells different than anything else I've smelled before. And what they both have in common is, like, insane projection and sillage. Like, both of those fragrances are not, like, for you scents. They are for everyone in the room scents. Like, they just kind of, like, roll off you. And there's something in them that smells, like, a little bit elevated. So there's a few fragrances I have in mind, but it like pains me to say them because they're ones I love. I'm just thinking about like what are fragrances right now that I just think are so fucking superb, but also a little bit cool. So I don't want to say this because it has like a pejorative like implication, but I think Diptyque Orpheon is so fucking good. And I think it has the potential. Have you smelled that one? I smelled it on someone when... I think I was in Paris and I asked them and they told me that one. And so then we ended up going to like a department store in France and I went to go find it and for they didn't have it. It's so like, the best. Maybe that's showing that it's, that's the one I haven't smelled. It's so good. And like I, so on my birthday, I was like, what am I going to wear for my 30th birthday? Like I, I have to smell like amazing for my birthday. And I was like smelling all of my fragrances. And at the end of the day, like I, didn't choose this. I chose something like weird or whatever, a niche. But the next day I was like, why didn't I just wear Diptyque Orpheon? Like I fucking love wearing this scent so much. It makes me so happy. It's like woody, but also like a gin and tonic vibe. And then it dries down and this jasmine note comes out, which adds this like hint of floral and muskiness. That's not a true floor, but like has like woody undertones. I just think it's like a perfect scent. I just, I love it so much. So I hope it doesn't become that, but I think it's, like, that good that it could. Oh, my God. Paris in the early 60s. I know. The inspiration, too. It's so good. You got to try it. Yeah. I'll probably go over later this week to check this one out. It's really great. It's really special. I hope they make a small bottle of it because I'm not about to get this. No, I don't even have – I only have little, like, sprays of it. Another one that just got discontinued that I thought had that power of just, like, Super bold in your face, really unique, really good. Not going to be for everybody, but like most people would appreciate it. Would be um, Atelier's Cafe Tuberosa, which no longer is being produced. But I fucking loved Cafe Tuberosa. And I thought it had this element of like a boldness that's a bougie-ness. That's what it is. It's like what's bold and bougie, different from what you know right now but not so abstract that your palate can't get behind it, but smells like something that you think is the most original thing you've ever smelled, right? And that's what's made both of these yeah, big yeah, when yeah. they got big. Oh, my God. Damn, well, rest in peace to the other one, but this Diptyque one. Got to check it out. Let's see. I'm going to put money on this one. I can tell. Yeah. Let's, let's put, put it on the races. On one, but. I don't know. I might yep. be wrong, but those would be like my two predictions. I do wonder what the next one will be. Yeah. Because I really, I've talked about this. I'll tell you right now, someone um, who has a really impressive collection of perfume and is just as passionate about it is my friend Sasha Spielberg. Okay. And one of our first conversations around perfume, like I think our gateway into being like, oh, you have an interest in this? Oh, yeah, I have an interest in this too. Was that Glossier's perfume? Is it you? Yeah. Glossier mm-hmm. U is 
amazing. It's so good. That one I'll smell out too every now and again. And I'm always like, oh, I, I have to get it. I keep forgetting. And the one thing is I, I do not like ordering perfume online. It's hard. I mean, also you kind of, uh, well, okay. Here's one thing to know. Not that I don't know where you're getting your fragrances, but this is a good thing for everybody listening that I just feel like the world needs to know about if they don't. Did you know Sephora has a 100% return policy, no matter how used or unused a product is. My friend worked there in high school. She said women would come in with empty hula bronzers. Clearly they had them for like a year and got to the bottom and they're like, it fell. And they would just give them full refunds. Or it's like for the first 30 days, full refund. If not, if after 30 days, complete store credit. So I've like, there are a few fragrances that like people ask me to like review on TikTok or whatever. So I'll just blindly order them from Sephora because I'm like, there's no downside. Like, and I will just go and if I don't like them, just return them full refund. So that might change your, your online game. If there's any fragrances at Sephora that you've been looking to try. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. That actually, so I, oh my same God, with I makeup did not know too, that. obviously. Macy's had the same policy and people would bring in like years old cleaning <laughs> stuff. And I mean, I don't care. Like what's my, what am I going to like snitch? Be like, well, actually <laughs> I can tell them this is from like whatever, return it. But it's right. really wild. The audacity some people yeah. have when it comes to like the truly, I'm like, you just found this. Like you found this in the trash and you're like, <laughs> anyway, sorry. And I'm like, I'm like doing like word complaining, but, um, uh. the, only Sephora fragrance that I've ever bought was that Killian Love Don't Be Shy because mm-hmm. very famously that's Rihanna's scent. Right. And everybody talks about how good Rihanna smells. Now, I know it's more than that. I know people have said it's like that fragrance kind of mixed with that like pungent kind of sweet like weed smell mm-hmm. because she's like a milker that like the two things together, I guess, are just like a noxious, gorgeous like like it, or not noxious, but like intoxicating. Right. It's like orange blossom mixed with marshmallow. So somehow it's like sweet, but also like you said, like feathery and airy at the same time. And it like yeah. combines all these. So that's another thing that has come up on the pod, which is that Rihanna has never actually confirmed that that's her scent. It could be hearsay. We don't even know. It was that one article. It was like a W article, right? Yeah. That someone said. No, they were like, Rihanna's the best smelling celebrity and here's what she wears. And I swear, if that wasn't true. It was a PR stuff? No, I mean, it might it might be 100% true, but imagine it wasn't. It's like the best PR that Killian has ever gotten because all of a sudden Sephora was like, well, that's the other thing too, is like, I feel like stores like Sephora and Ulta, like see what's trending on the internet and start like carrying like these fragrances. Like Killian to me is such a bougie fragrance brand. And all of a sudden Sephora was like, people were coming in every day asking for love, don't be shy. And they're like, all right, I guess we have to carry this like $300 fragrance now. And then they started to. So you have love, don't be shy. I do. And I got the little travel size one because it was, that was $50. And I was like, okay, we'll just, and I guess, I mean, would that, yeah, it would technically be a gourmand fragrance because it's like an edible. It's, mm-hmm. it's like marshmallow. Right. That's not usually what I go for, but obviously like with the Baccarat Rouge and this, I don't know. There's just like a certain, I don't know. Maybe that I've like turned a corner in my late twenties toward gourmands. Cause I was very, was notorious say I was like a very wood. I love woodsy mm-hmm. fragrances. I'm literally everything you're saying. I was like woodsy or bust. And then I just started busting, you know, and then now I'm just wearing everything else. I mean, I still love my woodsy scents, but I feel like, you know, it's an evolution. I think if there was part of me that it was like in my early twenties and I was just getting started in my career that it was like, 
not in a way that like if people smell me smelling kind of like woodsy, kind of like spicy, it's like a sophisticated thing and they'll like take me more seriously. Mm-hmm. Right. But like it was, it's almost like putting on like a uniform where it was like if I'm wearing something that's kind of like, <laughs> like I smell like marshmallow, like my, my, <laughs> youth, my youth is going to be so much right. more obvious in a way that feels detrimental because I kind of want to seem like I've, right. I've been doing this for a right. long time, you know what I mean? But now that, you know, I'm just at like a different stage in my life, of course. I'm like, okay, we can like pack those mm-hmm. away, save mm-hmm. those. I think that's the best way to just, Maybe to like synthesize again. like what it is is like you feel like you have something to prove or like you want to show this like edgy side of yourself. You're so like not you. I mean you as in like the collective like early 20 somethings of like yeah, no, like I wear like sandalwood and like Palo Santo and like Moss, you know, and then all of a sudden you're just like, yeah. I fucking love berry scents. Yeah, now I'm like, yeah, give me floral. I never wanted yeah. floral. Yeah. And never. I mean, I'm definitely more of like a musk with a floral. Is there one you love? Not yet. That's another one I'm still thinking about or like still researching because I'm like, do I like jasmine? My friend Ruby had on a jasmine perfume and I was like, that's kind of nice. I forgot to ask her what one it was, but yeah, I'm, I'm even looking right now and it's like, yeah, like none of them are really floral, but like that might be my next foray. I just want all of them. It's like, I just want every freaking perfume. I don't even know what direction to to go in. You were talking about how you don't like to order perfumes offline. Hard agree with you there. Is there a store that you do like to go to or a brand that you love? Brand wise, I mean, gotta plug that burn in for you because they also do candles, which I miss so much. I have a parrot and I really can't have yeah. candles in the house just because it's like the smoke is a is yeah. a danger for her. And I like I miss them so badly. Um I love diptyque. Yeah. Diptyque if I really wanted to, like, splurge, I'd say more, like, mid-20s. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get myself a perfume for my birthday. Like, this is my present mm-hmm. to me. Diptyque. I mean, any. Like, seriously, I, like, could do Diptyque at right. random. That's really more what I go by is, like, um, by Rado, actually, like, their most popular one, that Bibliotech one, I think is their, mm-hmm. like, big one. I don't like. I'm, like, 50-50 with theirs. Like, I I hate half of them, but then I, there's ones that like I love. My friend Petra one time was wearing Velvet. Velvet Haze. Velvet Haze. Sorry. Yeah. Velvet Haze. And I hugged her and I have, I've maybe had like five perfume moments where I hugged someone or like got near them and I was like, what yeah. is that? That's a really good and one. And it was Velvet yeah. Haze. She, that one is unreal. That's a sheep. You that were talking about unreal. like what's a modern day sheep. Like to me, that's almost like. Have, if you've smelled like Narciso for her, like I feel like Velvet Haze is like a slightly like a fun twist on. Yes. Yeah. During the pandemic where like I would be buying stupid stuff mm-hmm. because I just had like nothing to look forward to. And I was like, uh, <laughs> like, am I going to touch a germ on a doorknob? Right. I was like that early. I went on a hunt for the little the little tiny bottles of the Narciso because my friend Gabby wears that one and another one you go for a hug and it's like, yeah, my God, it's like, I feel like a like Looney Tunes character, you know, like when they smell the scent, like of like pie coming from a yeah. window and you like, they like are like yeah. floating yeah. away that one. And then of course, brand wise, Comme des Garçons mm-hmm. was probably my earliest when we talk about, of course, I feel like all of theirs have like an oud yeah, base. They all have like a tw- there's always right? like some interesting catch, I feel like, with all the comb diggers. Yeah. Yeah. That I think my first big well, okay, I and not to jump too far into like if you were curious about my first 
I mean, there's no flu. However it comes up. Vera Wang Princess, that gorgeous purple, that bottle. I still have the bottle. I still have my original bottle. I loved that one. I did actually think that one smelled it's really, nice. really yeah. good. I was loving Miss Dior Sherry. They pushed to magazine mm-hmm. readers. I will tell you, I still have that bottle as well um, at my parents' house. I got it, and however much it was at the time, like babysitting mm-hmm. money, 80 right, bucks right. maybe. Um, I fucking ha- I cannot smell it. It does not smell good. I cannot figure out why. It is like not even like saccharine yeah. sweet. I, I can't, I do not like it. Is it, it like the bottle itself? Like it's gone bad or like just like even if the scent were no, fresh, it was from you the, just like would never? From the minute that I got it, oh, from the really second good. that I got it, I was like, oops. Yeah, I just really wanted like the bottle and to be like, I yeah. have it because the magazines were like, you need this to be a, a cool French woman And you were. And I was like, You okay. are now a cool French woman. Uh, you know me, I just went to Paris and now I am a cool French right. woman. But yeah, those, those come to Garçon ones are flames those will never get old for me those are just i'm very impressed that that was one of your first fragrances ever because i feel like that's very like niche how old were you when you got it well that one i was probably because when did i get here when i was like 21 i mean i was young but that wasn't that one definitely wasn't one that i was like 16 the the vera wayne princess and the mr sherry those were like 16 come to your stones when you're 16 would just be like a flex like Oh my god, that would be oh my god. You would have to have a certain cultural. That was like my friend Ruby, the one I was saying that loves Gourmand's war, like come to Garcon to her prom, and I was like, oh, I don't have. And I grew up yeah. in upstate New York. I was like, I don't even know where I would have got it at the right. time. Like the internet still was like, yeah. <laughs> we weren't there yet. She grew up in Los Angeles. That that checks out. I feel like the LA, like I don't know, they just know about the scent. Yeah, like, she's got yeah. She's like sophisticated. She's always been super sophisticated. But yeah, I definitely didn't know. But my friend Maddie, when I first moved to the city, like full time as an adult from upstate. Where in upstate? Where'd you move from? Albany, New York. Oh, the capital. The Comme des Garçons Sequoia was another one that when I smelled that, and I still think Sequoia might be my favorite perfume of all time. I don't think I've smelled Sequoia, so I need to, I need to have at it. Oh my God. Like I cannot even put it into words. And I think maybe the mystique behind it is that I bought, I saved up for my dinky first job in the city. Mm-hmm. I saved up, I think it was $110 at opening ceremony in like 2013. Wow. A lot of $2013 to me, that's like $150. That's now. a lot of my, also opening ceremony. Like you just know it's, it's good favorite. if it's I'm sold sorry. there. It's like, oh, look at that bottle. There is something. It's so cool. They stopped making it. So I had to cling to my original bottle. The bottle used to not look Mm -hmm. like this. It was like a beautiful red Mm -hmm. bottle that I I just had to get rid of during a move. I was like, I wanted to hold on to it, but it was a beautiful, sleek bottle like this. I think this is my favorite. And I hate to do that because these are my children. Can I see your perfume? These are my children over here. Yes. I'm working on getting it a little more like, hang on, here we go. Take me on a tour. Do, 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 do. It's oh, pretty, I love it's it. It's pretty small. No, but the, I just, um, I also just love those shelves. Very like minimalist, but thoughtful, like black. I'm into it. Practical. Practical. This one was a fun one. This is the Universelle Bully. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're wonderful. That one I smelled at someone's house. Someone was house sitting. My friend was house sitting. And the woman she was house sitting for has a really great like perfume tray. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, that bottle. Because the, the cap, I think most of what you pay for when you get one of the Bully scents is the bottle. 
because it's like made of metal. Wow. It's crazy. I'm not even familiar with like that line. I need like to this, check like, it out. How do you spell that? It's B U L Y. And they are like a like a Parisian. Ooh. Yeah, they're they're very Parisian. Yeah, look, you know what? Paris is the place because I love them and then also Orme. Their fragrances are Oh, you have niche. Yeah. I have niche. I do. I have niche. These are niche. I mean, these were these were gifted to me, but yeah, I am really lucky. I'm lucky that like I I guess, yeah, it was like at, at some point, I just was like, okay, we're going to go indie yeah, with this. That's amazing. We're going to, like, and no more, no more, like, mass market stuff. But I don't know. I feel like that's how it is with, with all, like, everything but the mall stuff. Like, I feel like you can go down super niche. Right. Or, holes. like, I've had the experience where, like, I'm in a store that's niche and I'm just smelling so many different things that I, like, convince myself I like a really weird note. And I end up buying a full bottle of something that, like, after smelling, like, 30 niche fragrances, I'm like, I need this thing that smells like, <laughs> like rabbit secretion glands and like patchouli or whatever the fuck. And then I get home and I'm like, where, what part of this brain, like a half hour ago, like thought that I would wear this and like splurged on the bottle of it. You know, I don't know if that's happened to you. Have you done that recently? I definitely, well, I'm lucky now because since I started, you know, doing this perfume podcast, brands will send me stuff so I don't have to spend as much money. That's the way to be. But I definitely have made purchases before or like posted videos about things I was obsessed with that like all of a sudden I can't touch anymore and I'm just like what happened to my nose why did I love you last week and I can't wear you anymore I don't know do you know Marissa Zappas I I don't know her personally but I know who she is yeah she so you know that she's a perfumer um I actually just got she just did Flaming Creature they came out with it mm-hmm. last week this to answer is like my one of my new favorite like this is what I'm wearing what does it like, smell this, like this uh okay the way I described it on Instagram was like so there is this filmmaker who made this film called Flaming Creature in the 60s mm-hmm. but it it's black and white and it sort of has the look of like one of those early 1920s kind of like silent films mm-hmm. and so everyone in the movie yeah it just like looks like to me yeah they're like these like late 1800s kind of like art nouveau Mm. 20s flappers it's like this whole thing and so I was saying it like smells like I think I said it was like a mal like what a velvet fainting couch for a malnourished flapper would (laughs) smell like do you know what I mean like hundreds of flappers over time that got too drunk and didn't have enough to eat right it's like the flapper on the titanic or something right like yeah it's just been a long shift (laughs) yes it's been a long shift it is it's like it hits that boozy note like without being like ew this just smells like rum or like this Mm -hmm. just smells like whiskey because sometimes when you go to I feel like the boozy ones end up being a little more masculine Mm -hmm. then I prefer like I said that was like my mo in my early 20s and I'm like I don't need the hyper masculine booziness it's like boozy and spicy and there's just like this little burst of like femininity mm-hmm. at the end of it oh my god I need to smell oh, it it's so good and she I just love the way that god that smells so good just the thought that she puts into the fragrances yeah. or at least the way she explains them because she's also a poet so she was telling me how we, we were talking you know obviously talking about perfumes and whatnot and she was telling me about this one that's by that artisan perfumer mm-hmm. the perfumer's name right that's very famous is it's olivia i forget her last name but she's like a very in that world like very famous for the fact that she really looks at all 
fragrance notes, like good and bad equally. Like mm. there is no bad, like one scent is bad. Like, mm-hmm. so Marissa wrote this gorgeous paper back in 2014 on how this one artisan perfume called Zing, it's like D-Z-I-N-G, was meant to smell like a, a circus. So it's like hay and it's like dung. Like I think there's mm-hmm. actually the smell of like animal dung and cotton candy and like caramel apple. Wow. And it's like all of that stuff, sort of like what you're like incorporated together wow. to ultimately make just like, you know, what is going to be a, a fine smelling fragrance, right. but is like an intriguing one. Right. And she wrote about it so beautifully. And I was like, Oh my God. I know. And then come to find out they discontinued it. So I actually did have to order a sample online and I'm hoping that I'm not like head over heels for it. Cause otherwise I'm shit out of luck. Oh, you just it's ordered it. Hard to, yeah. Like two days ago. It's super hard to find. So I'm like, we'll see. And maybe, maybe it really doesn't maybe I get more into the poetics of the whole thing yeah. and then I, you know, you get the fragrance and it's like, but she just, the way she wrote about it. But then we were talking about, so one of my early twenties fragrances, my other big purchase was this Comme des Garcons black. That's a great one. Yeah. Keep in mind your twenties are like, I'm talking like one perfume a year. Right. So like I have the Sequoia and I have this mm-hmm. one and this was probably my second winter in New York. And I had this fur coat that I got at like a church basement sale that when animal fur gets wet, you know how it smells kind of, it's not bad. It's just kind of, it's like wet dog. It's right. just kind of like unsettling. Cause right. you're like, Oh my God, I'm wearing animal. Yeah. Fur. And I'm like vegetarian. I, I, oh, the only reason I got it was because it, it was used. It's like a vintage. It's an yeah. old one. And I was like, you know, that's just my policy on these things. And because I wanted to use this so badly, I would spray it on the coat. So when the coat would get wet from the snow, you would get this animal fur scent mixed with this. And so it's like, I smell this and I'm immediately brought back to that winter that I just like wore the coat all the time and wore this. And she was saying that back in the twenties when fur was like a necessity, obviously now it's like we have synthetic fibers that'll keep you way warmer. Mm -hmm. But of course back then I was like, you really did wear fur to keep warm. And these women would have these animal fur perfumes that like combined really well to combat this scent. Interesting. And she sent me this whole article. I'll, I'll send I it to you. I would love to read that. Yeah. Post it whenever this comes out. If other people are intrigued yeah. by it, I was like, so she's like an encyclopedia of this stuff. Wow. And I was like, I need to have her on the podcast. Cause I just feel like she is such, a, she just knows so much about so much and it's fascinating. So much. Oh my God. She's a wealth of knowledge. Even in the few minutes that we were just like talking about Mm -hmm. this, I was like, oh my God, you are a deep well of knowledge on all of this stuff. Today's Perfume 101 does not exist because there's actually an even better surprise coming for you later in the episode. You are welcome. Oh my God. Is that your fragrance wall behind you? Sorry. No, no, no. My, my boyfriend's like obsessed with like, like these, he put all these spices that he ordered in like custom jars so these are just, spi- we just have a really nice spice rack. My fragrance collection is in my room. You're in New York, right? Mm-hmm. Someday, if you ever would like, I have hordes of samples. I'll, when this is over and I can like unplug all this shit, I'll show my camera to my, I'll show you my little, when, when Liz and I recorded, we recorded at this table and she just brought a suitcase of fragrances and then I just pulled out a suitcase of fragrances and we should just do like a big episode and just like all just smell, just have a smelling session because when I tell you it was like, we just opened some wine, 
and just smelled, I think, 100 perfumes for hours. I'm like, it was sick just over this. Another time. Oh, my now God. Now that I know, I mean, there's nothing I would love more. It's a date. It's a date. Do you have any fragrance, hot takes, controversial opinions? Wow. I know. When I had time to think about this, and I was like, I guess my most... That's not controversial. I'm not a huge fan of, I think I mentioned this earlier, but like the Santal 33 anymore. Mm-hmm. But that's like my. You were thing. at one point. I guess yeah. I just don't understand why that one. It's like it is, I get it. It smells really good, but a yeah. lot of perfumes smell really good. And it makes me wonder why and why it sort of became this. Like it was like a cult obsession. I mean, this not, that's marker, not the but phrase. then it ended up yeah. becoming this marker of a certain kind of like woman that right. wore it, like a certain kind of like right. yuppie woman that I was like mm-hmm. interact. Like not not my declaration or like my observation, but just like what right. I read online. Like you know, if you like right. look up Santal thirty three on Twitter, there's like all sorts of like derogatory remarks about it, and like the people that 100%. wear it, and I'm like, right. So th- I mean, that's that's really it. It's like I really do try to be accepting of. Of most fragrances, really though, except for most celebrity fragrances. There's my other. Yeah. There's my other hot take. Yeah. It's like, can someone please come out with like a truly exceptional one? I mean, I yeah. guess Chloe Sevigny did that one. It was like um, Regime de Fleur. I haven't tried her fragrance, but I have heard that that she came out with a great one. Yeah, it smells good. I like it, and the bottle's beautiful. The logo's stunning, and it, it smells good. It's, mm-hmm. I think it's just like a pretty straightforward rose perfume. Which I think right. is cool for, for layering, which I'm still, I haven't really mastered that yet. I feel like layering, I feel like I thought that there was this whole science behind it. And it's almost just like cooking. Like, it's just like, what is this missing? It's more just like a personal preference. Like, sometimes I'll put something on that's woody and I'm just like, I wish this were sweeter. Or I'll put something on sweetie and, uh, sweetie, I'll put something on that's <laughs> sweet and I'm like, I just wish it were woodier. And I just like try and like balance it out. But I'm sure that there's like more of a, you know, formula to it. But I just kind of go by, like, what am I missing right now? I don't know. Maybe I should try that. I, I think that's why I always got nervous I would do it. And then, of course, it would create, like, some one-of-a-kind smell that people would be like, ew, or, like, po-. it's like mixing, like, bleach and ammonia. Like, somehow I'd mix right. the two that were, like, the perfume equivalent of bleach and ammonia. You've made, like, a terrible combination. That yeah, just a terrible doesn't... combo. Because yeah. I'm also, like... I'm an okay cook, but my whole thing is that I can't experiment, which is why I'm a better baker because it's like mm-hmm. this measurement, this measurement, this measurement. But I'm going to I'm going to try. I'm going to make an effort in 2022 to try and mix these a little more. Well, with the whole disclaimer that I just gave you about how layering is like cooking, I literally don't cook shit. Um, I eat cereal. I wait for my boyfriend to come home to make dinner and I too love a good recipe because I'm just like I know how to use a measuring cup. I know how to preheat an oven very recently, but I can do it, you know? So I'm with you there. But it's more just like, what is this miss? I think that sometimes you can have a good palate and still not be a good cook. Like you could probably go to a restaurant and be like, this needs more salt. This is oversalted. Yeah. You know? That's one thing I'm looking forward to. And, you know, maybe at some point in the future, taking a, a olfactory class or whatever, because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you read these reviews on like basenote.net or whatever mm-hmm. and like these yeah. insanely detailed reviews and like you can smell that in there. Like mm-hmm. I come up with more, I guess, I guess I kind of have like a writerly brain that like my whole thing is like, what does this remind you of? Like what sensation, which is right. what, like when I describe Marissa's, I couldn't tell you what is in Flaming Creature. Like I, I it's like, I, mm-hmm. I, I literally have no idea. 
I have no idea. Right. I really don't know how even with classes I would ever be able to know, but I just will trust the process. It's more like, what is this evocative of that I feel like I do mm-hmm. have a bit of a talent in like pinpointing. And I think that that's what matters more because I feel like most people in the world are not going to, if you say like, this smells like... Sheep. <laughs> yeah, like a sheep fragrance and there's oak moss. The jasmine is stronger than the narrowly. They're going to be like, what? Like, you know what I mean? But if you say yeah. something specific of like, you know, this makes like, I describe like oak moss and fragrance, for example, as like a zzz sound. Like, I don't know why or what it is, but when I have, when I smell a fragrance that has a prominent oak moss note, I've gotten to the point that I can recognize it because something in it to me goes like zzz to my nose. And it's just like, you start to recognize things like that or like narrowly, for example, and fragrances always smells like the way that corn tortillas smell to me so I'm like oh okay that smells like corn tortilla like it's easier to describe it in non-fragrance terms I feel like because like what does it mean to anybody to talk about different like notes or concentrations if they don't have the reference point you know yeah I guess more I'm just it's true and it's like I, I I think I do love that there there is there's a value to being able to you know, say what it evokes, but like the way then people be like, and then it opens up to something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? Maybe you're just maybe your nose is just so powerful, like it yeah. opens it. You can tell how it like blossoms and changes and blooms. Like that's crazy to me. It is. Yeah. Like, no, I, it's amazing. It's such an art. I mean, I started taking olfactive courses during COVID because I was like, this is something I want to do, and so I have like an olfactory kit with like multiple raw ingredients because I was like you know what, when push comes to shove, I don't know the difference between a langylang and jasmine and narrowly and all of these different, like, I couldn't tell you the exact difference or, like, I didn't know what oak moss or labdanum or galbanum, like, these notes that you see, then you're just like, what does that mean, you know? So I think that's how people do it, is just, like, eventually just, like, smelling enough raw ingredients that you can start to, like, recognize something prominent and you can parse it out. And, like, sometimes if I get new fragrances I challenge myself like I will smell it and try and just guess like what are the two notes I smell the most and then I'll go on like Fragrantica or base notes and if I see I'm like okay like you know it's like fun to know you were right you know yeah that's the guessing game yeah I'm hoping I get better at in like the next few years for sure just yeah. for, for no if reason because were... I'm not gonna leave a review on one of those sites but just you know just to say that I could do it oh yeah I've started leaving reviews on this but they're never fragrance <laughs> I, I do it for like more of like a diary and also sometimes I try and make them like funny but mine are always evocative as well and never like this smells like a concentration of this I'm like this reminds me of like ancestral trauma like I'm like this smells <laughs> like this is like I don't know do you have any stories in your life that are just like story like your go-to party stories or anything like that that have a smell associated with them that have a smell good or bad yeah I guess the own, the one that comes to mind first is the time my best friend Grace in college, she was my roommate at the time too, came home a little inebriated one night and was trying to microwave something in our microwave and left it in for too long. That kind of drunken stupor like walked away and just like forgot. And it was like the plastic melted and the whole fire alarm and it didn't catch on fire but like the fire alarm for the whole building that we were in went off at like maybe one midnight 1 a.m yeah possibly in the winter I don't know the story's a little old now that just like 
anytime I smell this particular like burning cellophane plastic, I just think of that evening. But I don't really know. I'm trying to. That's a really good question. And I not just. All, I mean, not all stories have a smell, but I feel like sometimes like there's just like like an embarrassing thing that's happened. The like, plastic one's funny because I feel like I'm seeing. Um, I know in the uh, Marissa makes a birthday cake perfume with Anna. It's Annabelle's birthday cake. And it has Ooh. like a balloon note to it, which is like plastic ultimately, yeah. like a helium plastic that I think is really cool that it, again, going back to the idea of like, there are no bad notes. Right. You know, we right. can have the cow dung and still have a beautiful or the elephant dung, beautiful perfume. We can have like, like a balloon. That's crazy, there's, but it works so well. There's Lycra bathing suit notes in vacation. Yes. That's like they said. Like I remember reading that, and I was like, "What? I didn't." Even but know it does smell possible. like a wet bathing suit when you just got out of the pool. Oh it has God. that exact smell. But then a million other things of like bananas and coconuts and like sunscreen and warm weather. But like, there's a wet bathing suit in a not like damp, dirty way, in like fresh out of the pool way. Mm, it's fucking beautiful. Even in the way that like I know there are a few like dirt smelling and not even the Demeter mm-hmm. kind where it's like you know moss and dirt and you know like yeah new grave they do like so many weird <laughs> no weird ones um love them for that but yeah these like like grassy dirt smells that just like mm-hmm. i love that but no the the grace burning them <laughs> it's just like oh my god like we just wouldn't let it die for a year we just always that was like one of those like friend group inside jokes just for years because i don't know that yeah. anyone else ever realized that she was at fault for it and maybe i'm outing her now and if you're listening, Grace, I'm really sorry. <laughs> if you were um, going to design a fragrance, what would it smell like? Well, I don't know if the perfume will be out and ready, but I've actually never gone on a podcast with something to promote. So I feel like it's now or never. But I do it, do it. collaborated with Alex from Burning For You to make Amazing. a oil like a fragrance oil yeah because they're just i wanted it to be like i love love perfume but it Mm -hmm. is a bit cost prohibitive and i wanted something to come out like for the holidays that you know people could give as gifts or like you know like a little stocking stuffer Mm -hmm. that would be affordable and so we're like oh fragrance oil and she i just think is so so good at what she does i mean i love literally there's like oh my god i'm gonna meet up with her tomorrow to like smell more seriously she's so good and does she have a storefront she doesn't and i wish she would i'm like alex if you're listening to this please open a storefront alex open a storefront alex Alex, open a storefront (laughs) i was like i wanted to do it for a character so we're gonna do anubis and for anubis the thing is is like okay she's a vampire right she technically is dead but she's also like 400 years old so in my mind my first thought was like okay what would like someone who got into perfumes back in like the 1700s wanna smell like what what would that be you know what i mean like it's like what would marie antoinette have worn to me it definitely is a bit of that like sheep smell that very like i don't know but like roses because it's like they would be in a castle Mm-hmm. And God was where it was really hard trying to nail it down. And she wears like a leather skirt. And so, and I also was just like, this is going to be a hard one. That's 
For the other characters, it's easier to think like, okay, Victoria, one of my characters, mm-hmm. like she's a very girly. So it's like, it's going to be more like hairspray. It's like very mm-hmm. feminine. But for Anubis, it's like dark. But I didn't want it to fully smell like church, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we came up with something that I hope people like. It's definitely on the on the granny side. I will say mm-hmm. that. Like, but it's not old woman scent. It's just like it is. It's Anubis. It's leather. It's musk. And I have one of the samples right here. It's I cannot balsam wait to smell fur. This. Ooh. Right now. It's balsam fur, leather, vetiver, and musk. Ooh, what a great combo. I hope so. I hope people like it. Like I said, I don't think it's for everybody mm-hmm. and I'm sure someone will get it and like, or buy it and then maybe like not get it. But to me, it's just so like. That's so thoughtful too. A just to like higher would wear this. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like a true period piece. Like you're actually like, what would Anubis wear? Which is interesting because one of my questions was, I wanted to go through all of your characters and like sent them. <laughs> Now Anubis literally has a scent. Can you talk about what the fragrance is called yet? Or is it still... Um... We're doing Anubis by Anubis. Because Shut it just is like, like so funny. And the ah. label, it'll be like... It'll essentially look... I'm getting... I'm meeting up, like I said, with Alex tomorrow. I'm going to get the bottle so we can shoot. I wanted to shoot something with Liz, which again, hopefully maybe by the time this is out, we'll have shot. That was going to be like, you know, like an old uh, Elizabeth Taylor perfume ad where it's mm-hmm. like Anubis being like, white diamonds. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like she's doing like that thing. But yeah, it's like a little roller bottle like oh, this and it should so be good. like, should be like 30 or $40. Oh my God. I'm a hundred percent ordering But that. that's hers. Yeah. You know what? I do like this. I keep second guessing myself because Alex was really good in like, because I, I was like, you are going to have to tell me again because she had all of the different notes laid out and I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know if combining is my skill. Do you right. know what I, mean? I don't know if this is it, but she gave me the confidence that this actually is going to be really good. Um, wow, I can't wait to smell that. Let's talk Victoria. So Victoria works at a hair salon. So right. it's like very obviously like hairspray. And she also like, there's also kind of like a burning smell in there because her hair is so fried from like crimping <laughs> it, which mm-hmm. is a signature of hers. So it's kind of, it's like those two things. And I almost could see hers being a little boozy. I've never canonically like had her as like a drinker or anything, but because she lives in Pittsburgh, I do think of like sports bars. So I think right. of that like boozy beer kind of scent that it would mm-hmm. it would be like hairspray meets booze meets like burning. But I also obviously don't want it to be too close to this one because this one is there's like a certain kind of burning scent to this one too so i have to figure out where that'll come in very least i think boozy meets hairspray however we can so are you going to release oils for every character i think i think we were going to see how the anubis one does first yeah Yeah. um which of course was like it's like definitely probably the most experimental among them ethan's mom was the other one i wanted to do one for like each of my three main characters i guess you would say where ethan's mom i feel like could be a little bit of patchouli and like cigarette smoke but then because she's a mom i feel like with mom it's like there's like i want to incorporate like a milkiness in there that sounds like biologically so weird but like a certain kind of like, like a little yeah, breast like, milk honestly kind of like we talk about yeah. ethan's mom like a milk milk and cigarettes mm-hmm. <laughs> sounds so gross you're like ew honestly like that a- sounds really good to me 
these are very experimental, and I think that's what I want to stress, is yeah. these might not be pleasant. And at some point, I would love to make a perfume that people probably could wear every day and fall in love with, and it would be like their signature scent, right? Wouldn't that be the right. dream? I'm over here being like, I hate celebrity fragrances, and then I'm over here like being so unqualified to make a perfume, and I'm <laughs> like... I hate celebrity like, fragrances, and this one smells bad. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, but mine's good. But um, these will be really experimental. Alex has such a good nose. And then something in the future, maybe just for like sur video by sur video. I don't know. <laughs> what would that have in it? That one, maybe, just because all of these are so weird. I'd just make that like a gourmand. I really would. I, ma- I would make it smell... Okay, no one steal this idea. If you are listening and you steal this idea, we will literally If you're listening you. and you steal this, I am honestly going to come to your house and beat your ass. So I'm so fascinated by the fact that cyanide smells like almond, like sweet almond. Yes. That like, I'm sure someone somewhere already has like a cyanide perfume mm-hmm. that like smells like almond, but I want to make my own. Okay. I want to make my own cyanide perfume. I mean, is it... Is it wrong of me to say that, like, hearing you say cyanide, like, my mind goes to your doll's kill character? Yeah, it very much could be the doll. Right, I'm like, watch, I know we we do, like, a second tier of, like, I have, like, stoner roommate, we have doll's kill. I mean, there are so many characters. If yeah. I could do a fragrance for all of them, I would be, I would be so happy. They'd yeah. probably then just, like, get their own website. Yeah. Poor Alex would be, like, working overtime in, in her little factory. But they'd sell out like crazy and it would be amazing well I mean no but that's a really cool I didn't mean to um make cyanide your doll's kill character totally a sir video no not at all no not at all but that definitely is like on my list of like that would be more maybe not a perfume oil but if I was gonna make a real perfume like alcohol based yeah yeah perfume, I would do that's that would be my thing so yeah I don't know I like I, I'm like I want to collaborate with everyone so I'm like Marissa if you're listening like for that if you were thinking of cyanide just holler Let's do it. Holler at your girl. Those are amazing. And I love the idea that your character, like your love of fragrance and your character development has come together. How did you start making characters? Oh, boy. I've been doing it, I feel like, in a more, uh, like a high-level way since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. But in an official way, like on Instagram, I actually have been doing this, like, video character work since... The, they first debuted the video feature, which was like in 2013 or something like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I've just I've just been at it for so long, which hopefully will mean in the next few years, they'll kind of be able to escape the platform, if mm-hmm. you will. Like, yeah. you know, TV or. Yeah. I'm like, move, movies or like, I don't know, something, something bigger than like a phone screen. I could see but, Anubis on the big screen. I could definitely see an Anubis movie, 100%. She's so cinematic and crazy. I could see that for her. Or I could see you having, like, a Tracy Takes On type show where it's just, like, all your characters, like, you know, living in there. Yeah. And HBO, if you're listening. I'm I'm trying over here. Yeah. It definitely, yeah, I think the, you know, TV is a little funny now that, like, almost everything has, like, a major celebrity in it. Everything's, Mm -hmm. like, a vehicle for, like, somebody big to get bigger right i'm like industry talk but you know maybe they'll open up the doors for like little baby talent or Mm -hmm. you know old 30 year olds like me i'm right there with you no more 30 under 30 list yeah no but there's 40 under 40 and there's even more people on that list so let's do 40 under 40 yeah honestly that was like the saddest thing about turning 30 is i was like i didn't i didn't make any lists so make a list 
And when you're like 23 and you, I just remember like, I have a background in comedy too, but like, I remember when I was like 22 and I'd see like things happening for different comics or comics complaining who are like 27. I just had this naivety. Like I was like, well, I'm 22. Like I have eight years to get on that list. And then like one day you're just like 28 and you're like two more years, bitch. And then all of a sudden you're just like, yeah, it's not, that was never a thing I wanted anyway. So that literally happened Yeah, to me, not just to discount any press that I've gotten. All of it is has, I've been so grateful for, but yeah, like the list, the list, the list thing always makes me laugh. It's just, it is. There's like a certain, it's like, a, I think it's like a coastal thing. Why does the list matter? Let's, I'm like, let's unpack the list. There's room for, there's room for uh, literally all of us. There is. I, don't, I also have like no competitive bone in my body. My only competition is like against myself. How are you doing? Are you beating yourself or? Am I, <laughs> I'm beating myself up. Maybe. No, I'm. I do. I know. I obviously, uh, as you just experienced this past weekend, which happy birthday. Thank you. Um, do a lot of thinking about like, you know, am I where I want to be? This, that, and the other thing. And it's like, oh my God, I've already blown myself away. Never imagined any of this for myself. So every second of it, even though, you know, I get frustrated like a normal person, every second of it, I really am just so grateful that any of it ever even happened at all. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Have people recognized you in public since going viral and what is that experience like for you they have and it's really fun I don't know what it is about the city but yeah like I I obviously don't say this is like a brag but just because you asked it's like I do get recognized often and every time it's so sweet because you're just it's like I I don't know I just I'm still like just so blown away it still just feels like it's someone else's life and I'm like like, wait what no wait it's me it's me Anytime anyone's been nice enough to like send a dessert over and like kind of the waiter's like, like your work. I'm like, are you, are you serious? You get free food at rest. Okay. That is I got fame. free tiramisu once. I got free tiramisu once. You do Holler not need a 30 the- under 30 list. You have gotten free tiramisu at a restaurant. Like someone like tiram- wink at you and be like, wait, so the waiter gave you free tiramisu? Yeah. And they were just really nice. And then I was, and of course it was like, I was with my boyfriend's youngest sister who was visiting. She's like 15. Oh, you know, it's like, she's, I just want yeah. and I, I just really, obviously it's like, I more than the fucking president of the United States. I just want to impress her right. and she can be like, Oh my God, that's like my sister-in-law more or less or whatever. My, my brother's girlfriend, cool right. girlfriend that like it was, she was there. And then this other gorgeous couple that was dining saw the commotion we're like oh my god we just want to come over and say hi because we're also fans and can we take a picture and so I was like thank you god for looking out for me in this moment like (laughs) I owe you a big one truly like what the heck because I think we were all like what is going on you're like only if my little sis can be in the photo (laughs) oh my god can you I definitely would have won brother's girlfriend of the year award if that's a thing if that's another like award I could win I have a niece who's now 21 but like when she was like 19 she stayed with me in the city and obviously she's like underage and it's like harder for her to get in places she didn't have like a great ID and I remember like we went into a bar where I took her to a bar where like I knew the bartender and he was like you have your ID and she was like no and he's like I got you and in my mind I was like I'm this is not a celebrity sighting, but I was just like, I'm fucking cool. And like someone else, it was like a, it was, it was the fucking beast at UCB. Like I was like, I knew people would be there. So I saw people, people like knew me and they were like, what's up, Emma? And she was like, 
wow, like, is New York really like this where, like, everyone just knows everyone? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's, like, exactly what New York is like. But it's, like, so, I just, like, literally was like, where can I take this fucking 19-year-old the beast? Like, it was, like, the only place I could think of that, like, we would be able to get her a beer. <laughs> I love that. I know one of my favorite things, sorry, not to get too off track, my favorite thing is watching people when their parents come to visit them in the city. And, you know, every boomer still has this view of New York is like kind of have to like clutch my crossbody purse and like they're kind of walking around like looking and the, the person's like yeah this is the diner where we go to that's like open 24 hours <laughs> um do you know what I mean like they'll point out so like this is the park where we go to sit and they're just like just pointing everything out about the city and the parents are like uh-huh <laughs> it's like right. kind of more like kind of coming from the same place it just every time i see it, it i love it it's like it kills me i don't know something about it. i'm just like oh right. everybody has had to do this like that's ever moved here you know what i mean like right. or most people have had to do this i should say this is where i made out with this guy right before i had a one night stand and he gave me chlamydia but i didn't tell you guys Wait, well, about that's the other thing yeah that's where it's like that's right right they have these like super wholesome trips and then i'm like damn i know that you're at like house of yes just railing drugs off of the toilet right but you know what i mean then your parents are here and you're like sometimes i go to this trader joe's but then sometimes <laughs> i go to the other trader joe's right do you know what i mean right. i'm like whoa your life is like fucking crazy and they have no idea yeah no it's you just have to put on this air for the weekend while they're here that you just like get coffee and tea and croissants and like sit in a park yeah <laughs> Hey guys, remember that little surprise I mentioned earlier? Well, that surprise is here, and what it is is a full bottle giveaway. <laughs> Wyatt is fully going to kill me for these weird-ass sound effects, which I'm also doing like so budget from my phone because I don't know how to do it the legit way. In last week's episode, I talked about how much I loved the new Maison Crivelli Discovery set, and they also sent me a full bottle of their newest fragrance, which isn't even in the Discovery set, called Hibiscus Mahajad. It is sweet, it is tart, it is tropical, fully, in my opinion, a beast mode fragrance and that the projection and sillage and longevity are at a 10. And it just feels like a, I don't know, it just feels like a good summer day. Anyway, one of you is about to win it. Here is how. I thought it'd be fun to play a little perfume room trivia. So... The first person to answer the following question correctly wins. There's nothing else to it. That's the giveaway. The question is, in which episode did I talk about getting toe tips, a.k.a. acrylic toenails? The first person to comment the correct answer on my most recent Instagram post wins the bottle. May the odds be ever in your favor. You said you had a story about Clinique when you were working at Macy's. Oh, yes. Just pretty much that um, all of their fragrances can go to hell. Yeah. Okay. I <laughs> cannot smell them literally ever again. Yeah. Clinique Happy is a little saccharine. I'm kind of like, <clears throat> but like, I get it. But they have a scent called Aromatics Elixir. I knew you were going to bring it up. I knew you were going to bring that fuck? up. And everybody kept being like, kind of like with the Estee Lauder youth do, yeah. which was like the kind add to the bath yeah now keep in mind i worked there when i was like 19 to 20 yeah. or something 19 to 21 or something i don't know so maybe my taste has changed it is like patchouli and aldehydes yeah 
pure freaking aldehyde. They yeah. said that they sold a bottle of that like every 20 seconds. And I was like, on this planet or like <laughs> another planet that you just made up for these statistics? Because I was like, that can't be so. I never sold a bottle when I was there. <laughs> but I mean, the people that would have been buying that though the way clinique works is like you have like a like a rep there right and you like only buy from that person so like i was young right. so old, old ladies aren't going to me they have like their their chick that right, they go right, to. right oh my god i hate all of their fragrances i've never really loved a clinique fragrance but that one particularly it smells like a gothic bubble bath like it smells like a bath that went bad you know what that I, someone died in yeah like a bath where like all of a sudden the like you put the bubbles in the bath and then like there was a plumbing issue and all of a sudden like black water started coming out of the tub and you're just like, <laughs> what happened? But there's still bubble bath in there. Like that's what that smells like to me. I love that. Like what happened? Yeah. I'm trying to open up their fragrance page right now and it's not really loading, which is probably somebody that works at Clinique, like on the back end or whatever, like Clinique website trying to save people. <laughs> so they pretty much just have a shitload of variations of happy. Right. That's their bestseller. Yeah, happy and then aromatics, and, like, that's it. Okay, so it's technically just those two, and I freaking hate the both of them, so there's that. Okay, so that's that's a hot take. I mean, it's not a hot take because I think most people would agree with you, but, like, solid, controversial opinion. Right? Love the bottle design, though. Love that, like, super 90s serif. Right. Serif font. It's, like, pretty gorgeous, honestly. It's a great 90s font. Lauren, it has been so much fun talking to you. Genuinely, truly a joy. So normally we play like a final segment called What's That Smell where I do like rapid fire scent association, but I kind of wanted to do that with your characters and I feel like you already did that. Would it be fun to do it with like <laughs> fragrances that already exist? Why not? Well, we'll give it a shot. Okay. So let's do rapid fire. I'm going to just name a few of your characters and um, let's think of something that exists already that they would have on their wall. Wait, like, okay, like a fragrance that one of my characters would have. Just like, on their wall. not even like what they smell like, but just like, they would own this fragrance. They would own this fragrance, okay. Okay. <laughs> Lauren, are you ready to play What's That Smell, Your Character's Edition? Mmm, what's that smell? Born ready. <laughs> okay, what does Anubis smell like? Anubis smells like Picasso by Paloma Picasso. I love that. That is exactly <laughs> what fucking Anubis smells like. Okay. What does um, Janssen Pearson smell like? Oh, Janssen Pearson smells like Dolce & Gabbana light blue just because it's such a light little fragrance. Just Artists like a would never wear like. Yeah. Right? Just like, like oot. It's light blue. Um, okay. Victoria. Victoria? probably wear that lady gaga perfume that was like black it's like black <laughs> in the bottle but sprays clear <laughs> i literally don't even know what you're talking about but just the fact that it's a lady gaga perfume uh, you have to look this up or she would own the Nicki minaj perfume that's yeah. just like a Nicki minaj head do you know what i mean yeah i could see that okay dolores dolores would wear Oh, sh I know. You're like rapid fire. I'm like the slowest. I'm slow like a turtle. Dolores would wear. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm stuck on Dolores. I'm stuck on Dolores. Dolores would probably wear. Okay, I know she would wear. You know, when you can get in CVS the like knockoff versions. Yes. The spray, the aerosol. She would wear like the. Yes. Like the knockoff version of Chanel number no. five because she would never spend the money on Chanel number no. five. Okay. Yeah. That feels exactly right. Um, what would your 
Brandy Melville character where does she have a name or it's just like Brandy Melville? Oh, Brandy, yeah, okay. Brandy Melville manager. Yeah, okay. She would probably she's like a young woman, so she probably would wear glossy AU. She probably would wear that, but second runner up for that is definitely like Love Spell. Predictable. What about uh, Dolls Kill? Oh my God, Dolls Kill would wear. Oh my God, what is like a goth, like a goth punk perfume? Because I guess my whole thing is I feel like punks never wear that. They never wear perfume. Yeah. But I don't know how true that is, right? Like a punk perfume. I was gonna say, or something shoplifted. She would wear something she shoplifted from Sephora. Just like whatever she got her hands on. Like literally whatever she could just like sneak into her pocket. She would. It would be something shoplifted. Okay. So it could be anything. Anything. Okay. Yeah. Anything. Love it. What is the smell of your home? In like a real way? Yeah, in like a real the, way. Okay. Yeah, sorry, we, we wrapped that up. I didn't specify. People have said that our, my th- my parents' house, and I guess now like my house smells like maple syrup. Both of your homes smell like maple syrup? I have heard that. Wow, that is such yes, a which homey like, is smell. Is that a detergent? What detergent is that? Wish I knew. I, I usually tied like the, the rest of them. Wow. That's crazy. Maybe it's your pheromones. Maybe you have like a maple syrup pheromone. That's my thinking. Wouldn't be the worst. That's so Canadian. The final question is, what is the smell of Lauren? Smell of Lauren is, I think it's musky. I mean, like, the real smell of Lauren, like, no deodorant is, like, Italian mix-up. But, (laughs) like, the ideal sexy Lauren is just, like, a musky, warm, like a hug. Yeah. I feel like you're really into, like, the, like, Narciso musk and the Velvet Haze musk. Not like a white musk, like a like a really like Marilyn Monroe. Effervescent. Yes. yes. Yeah. I'm gonna send you some things that I think you would like if you're interested after this call. Okay, well, even just like right now as we're talking, I feel like there's um do you know the house Zerjoff? No, I don't. Okay, it's like another like luxury niche house, and they have a scent that I recently smelled called Apollonia. The bottle looks ethereal and cloud-like. Like that's the whole marketing behind it. And it basically smells like if Narciso for her had like an orris note to it. Like there's this like buttery aspect, a lectonic aspect of what you love about Narciso and Velvet Haze. And it's just like so intriguing and so lovely. And given that you like love those two, I feel like that could do something for your soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm taking freaking notes. Yeah. Oh, the la- wait. What did you call it? Like lactonic. Latonic. La- yeah, I like ju- I like just putting that word whenever I can. There's also you were talking about Ethan's mom. There is a fragrance I recently tried by Hildy Soliani, who's just like makes the most whimsical, just like gourmands, but they're also like like really realistic. Like if she has a fragrance called like latte something, it's going to literally smell like a latte. She has a fragrance called hot milk, and the notes are milk. And peppers, like hot peppers. And when I tell you, it literally smells like hot peppers and milk. Like it smells like spicy milk. And I fucking love wearing it. I'm like, maybe I have mommy issues. I don't know what it is. I want (laughs) to smell like milk all day. I want to smell like real milk. I want to smell like a dairy farm. And this is like a spicy dairy farm. It is so fucking good. And weird. And great. Sample time. Yeah. It's sample time for Lauren. sample time for Lauren. After this. Yeah. Okay, well, Lauren, thank you so much for coming on the pod. I'm sure that everybody already follows you who listens to this and is obsessed with you, as obsessed with you as I am. 
Where can people find you and follow you? Pretty much only at SirVideo on Instagram, but maybe on Cameo. I do Cameos for Christmas. Amazing. So, like, this is, like, the only time I do them, so on there, too, I guess. Could there be, like, <laughs> a Cameo perfume package where you get, like, a video and the Anubis by Anubis? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You have the million dollar idea. Is that, that's like the grant, that's like the tier one. That's the yeah, big like, bucks. I know, I wish. Oh my God. If it was Patreon, I could probably, I could probably swing that one. <gasps> I'm like thinking ahead. I think I owe you royalties. Can we get an Anubis outro? Yep. It's me, Anubis. And thank you for listening to The Perfume Room. Perfume Room is edited by Wyatt Peak. Music is by Max Vernon. And illustrations are by Israel Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs>